0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Basement Bench. It is an exciting episode today because we have, since last recording, reached our goal. Finally, if everybody knows, one thousand downloads. Woo! All right, all right. Thanks, everybody. Like a ton. Seriously, thank you to everyone uh, for downloading the podcast, listening to it, sharing it, subscribing, all the things that you can do. Uh, listening to our mouth noises on the internet, we you appreciate made it. Our dreams come true. Uh, so, as a thank you to you guys, we have a little giveaway that we're doing, um, but details after the spoiler wall. Anyway, I got ahead of myself because I'm so excited that we got a giveaway. Anyway, anyway, my name's Harrison. I'm Kelton. And
1: this is Cade.
0: And this week we watched Doctor Strange continu- con- <laughs> continuing our binge through the MCU. So let's start with our spoiler wall. Spoiler free, minute long reaction. And then followed up by a question, would we recommend this movie? All and, right, you uh, got
1: one minute to the duck quacks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's fire it off. Uh, my thoughts about this movie. Going into it, not super pumped about it, honestly. Probably like when I think about it, the movie I'm like least excited to watch when it comes to MCU. Like, not like I, I dislike it, like there's nothing exciting about watching it, if that makes sense. But pleasantly surprised. Man, this movie looks good. The movie sounds good. It's fun. The the character is is like really super good. Benedict Cumberbatch, whatever his name is, Cumberbatch. yeah, that is—he's uh, great in it. He's super, super good. Um, the Ancient One has got some serious wisdom in her dialogue. That were really like, like I was genuinely pleased by how much I enjoyed this movie. I—I I mean, I wasn't having like an amazing time. Uh, there's other MCU movies that I like more, but like, I think it's a great movie to enjoy, especially outside of the MCU, because it's like the least connected out of the others, and I think it's like. I would recommend this movie to anybody, whether they know anything about the MCU or not, and I think it's just like a fun, you know, uh, what's of not sci-fi, it's fun, uh, action, it's not an action movie, but it's a fun movie to watch. Would I recommend it very simply? Yeah, I would. I'd recommend it to a lot of people.
2: You've been quacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, send it, Cade. Go. oh it's fine okay all right okay guys <laughs> so a fun fact about this movie it came out when i was on my mission and i didn't even know it was like part of the mcu i remember my sisters were talking about it and i got super confused i was like what's this doctor strange i thought it was like a play to be honest because they're kind of into that stuff so i was like super confused so i get home and i find out it's part of the mcu and i had no idea i'd never even heard of doctor strange so watching it, it was kind of like I had a lot of awe and wonder watching it, so it made it really fun. I just thought the whole concept was crazy, and it was like a definite curveball from like the regular MCU with like superheroes and everything. You know, it's like oh, magic is it exists like other dimensions, like what? It's like it's like the MCU is like if you think about it, it's such like a narrow slice of like superhero world. So like MC or like Doctor Strange just opens it up to all these other dimensions. So it's way crazy cool. So I would definitely recommend it. It's a fun, definitely like could hook you movie kind of like to watch. Dang, I've been quacked, but I would definitely recommend this so. Okay. Hey. All right, I'm up. Hey, it's it.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, because this so this movie I've like been really fond of when I I remember watching it being so in love with the movie because I watched it in theaters, and this movie was the theatrics, the, just the visual effects of it is nothing like I've ever seen before like it rivals inception I'll say that and I love inception it's my favorite movie so that's high regard for this movie also second time watching it I was kind of like huh I noticed some things and it was really interesting I learned a different part about the movie and but I enjoy it Benedict Cumberbatch Rachel McAdams I can't remember the guy's name the main antagonist but Amazing cast. So I love watching these actors act. And Whenever I see Ben in the camera batch, I want to say he was born for this role. But let's yes. be honest, he was born to act. That guy's amazing. I love it. any show that he's in. So I would recommend this very much. Family and for movie lovers. And that's my quack. Well,
0: everybody, thanks for listening to The Spoiler Wall. Again, thank you for listening to these little snippets. Hopefully, it helps you recommend, enjoy a movie if you haven't seen it before, or if it's just fun to reminisce about it quickly. If you want all the details about the movie, how much we love it, then continue to the main episode. Also, details about the giveaway are in the main episode right after The Spoiler Wall. Uh, but if you go enjoy this movie, come back and listen to the podcast. Everyone else, we're about to continue with our regular scheduled program after the fun announcement of a giveaway. So this Way. giveaway is for everyone as a thank you for reaching a 1,000 downloads. We're excited to keep growing, and we cannot do without you guys, so we want to do a little payback. And in our personal ranking scale, we always talk about buying movies. So we want to reward you guys by getting you a movie. So here's what you're going to win if you win. We're going to have two winners. One if within the United States, which is domestically for us, and then someone internationally. So two, two winners. If you live within the United States and you are the chosen winner, we are going to get you a physical... Copy of a movie of your choice under the price of $25, and we'll mail it to you. If you live internationally, because the price of shipping is expensive, we will send you the code through email to a gift card to redeem on a streaming service to purchase a movie of your choice. So that's what you get to win. How you are entered to win is very simple. All the details of this are in the show notes that you can find in any of your podcast listening apps. If you're not listening in an app, it's very simple. You can just go to basementbinge.podbean.com. Once again, that's basementbinge.podbean.com. Click on the Dr. Strange episode. That will have all the notes. So this is what you got to do. There's a link for survey. Click on the survey. Answer the eight questions. After the survey, leave us a review on iTunes or Podchaser and take a screenshot of that review. Then share the podcast, The Basement Binge, on any form of social media and screenshot that you shared it. Then... Simply just email the screenshots of your review and your social media post to our email, which is bingebasement at gmail.com. Once again, all of this is listed in the notes. So one last time, take the survey, leave a review, and share on social media. Send us a screenshot of the review and the social media post.
2: And then you win.
0: And then you win. But again, if you need links, anything, just go to basementbinge.podbean.com, click on the Doctor Strange complete episode, and you'll have all the details in the notes there without links and make it easy. Anyway. For a free movie. Free, mo- your yeah, free movie. Your choice. You get yeah, to choose what choice. movie you want to buy. Like, you you get to choose. I mean, like, if it's like something from like the archives of the 1800s and we can't find it, sorry, you're gonna have to go with something <laughs> else. But like if it is possible to buy, we will, we will get it to you. So yeah, appreciate that everybody. We're just gonna continue on to the next segment. Because that was kind of long.
1: Okay. This is the first segment. Two cents. This is the knee-jerk reaction. This is where we spill the beans. This is where we get really into it at first. <laughs> Two minutes before the quack, we get to talk about what we thought about it, what our reactions to it, whether we watched it the first time, second time. This is all our – This is not, none of us have watched it. Have, we've all watched it before, yes. Yes. So this is no, you know, does it live up? So it's just us. And our reaction for the for more than one first time. I will start. Two minutes is on the clock. Here we go. Two cents. So this movie, I've always loved it because of this visual effects and casting. I've always loved this these these actors in any sort of movie that they're in. Um, and Chronicles of Narnia and Sherlock Holmes in Star Trek and Star Wars. That's a lot of the movies that they're in. I can't name all the movie all the actors and actresses right now. I'm horrible at those kind of names. But these actors, I know them by their face, and I love how they act. And so this movie is just great by itself, without him getting into the story at all. It's just an amazing cast. Two, the visual effects remind me of Inception. And it just like makes your eyes trip, and your mind get blown, and it's really... Just, it's just so cool to watch. And that's what gives it a really good longevity in the movie. Another thing is... Man, I might get, I might, I have a man crush on Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> that dude just knows how to act, man. It doesn't matter if he's a dragon or if he's some sort of like alien or if he's a detective or if he's a doctor with who knows magic. He just knows how to do it, how to show it off. And I want to buy this movie for myself. I'm jumping ahead to another segment, but this yeah, movie, not there yet. <laughs> But this movie is just like it's got good quotable stuff, and it's a movies where it's a movie where I want to look up on YouTube to find a specific scene where it's just so cool and captivating, because it's it's just a fun movie to watch. It's fun. It's a lot of fun all the way through. Um, I will say this though, I wanted to see more Rachel McAdams in the movie though, because she's a babe. Because she's a babe.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to see more of her. I just want. Yeah,
1: and. But, like, I wish she, wish she could learn magic and stuff. And I hope she comes back for number two. For ma- Multiverse Madness. Whatever it's called. The craziness. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness. But I got <laughs> quacked, so I'm done.
0: Alright, killing you or I?
2: I will go. Okay. Alright, guys. So, Doctor Strange. I, I know, I know. But it, it's for myself. Alright, guys. Doctor Strange. So, I think this movie is just... Kind of like what Kay was saying, a lot of fun, but it's just, it has, it feels kind of like a bunch of different movies thrown into one. You get a little bit of, like, Star Trek going, but also, like, magic Harry Potter kind of thing going. So, like, coming together, it's really cool, and um, I um I feel like, I don't know, that just, it could just be me, but I really relate to the character of Doctor Strange, because he starts out as, like, this, like, bad-age, just doctor, like, kicking butt. You know, he freehands, takes a bullet out of this dude's, like, brain. Like, that is so cool to me. And so, like, how he's able to just, I don't know, he's just living his life. Then all of a sudden he gets humbled in, like, the worst way. He cannot be, like, this crazy good doctor. You know, this injury, like, just wrecks him. And so having to watch him, like, his character arc throughout the movie is really cool to watch. And I always think it's, I don't know, it's... Like, watching someone get humbled in that kind of way is like very, I don't know, it just like gets my heart. And so it makes it really fun and entertaining to watch. And I just appreciate the character so much more. And so, the villain in this, though, I feel like it's harder to like, what's the the weird demon thing? Yeah, Dormammu. It's kind of harder to get a vibe of how bad he is. Like, we just know he's powerful in like the dark, like the universe or whatever. So it was kind of harder to like fear, I guess, the villain in this movie, but it was still very fun because they had to set up like a lot of things. You know, everything about the universe, the magic, everything. So it's understandable why it almost felt a little rushed, but overall, I thought I very much enjoyed this movie. The second time, not as much, just because (laughs) the kind of the wonder was gone, but it was still very interesting to watch. Is this
0: the second time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, start my two minutes. Hold up. Base Here go. Okay, so my initial like thought going into this movie and the reason I disliked it is because I thought that it was just like almost like a copy and paste of the Iron Man movie. Like some super rich guy has a humbling moment and then he becomes a superhero and like learns the value of life and chooses to sacrifice himself for people. Great. And like it, I just like didn't see much imagination in it. Also, the problem that Kelton presented with Dormammu, like, this movie really has to set up a lot, and so, like, there's not a lot of fear for Dormammu because it's also such a weird concept that, like, especially in MCU, you've just, is so, like, strange. <laughs> and so, like, it's it's kind of hard to, like, feel the weight of it. But, I re- like, re-watching it made me appreciate it so much more, especially, like, the craft of the individuals making it everyone involved but like they they did a super good job at doing the typical hero origin story that we got so used to seeing so that we didn't have to focus on understanding a new type of story we just focus on understanding the magic and like Dormammu and it like like if you were trying to watch and understand everything that is Doctor Strange in like the vehicle that is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 it would not work like it just it would just would not work and like I really appreciate what they do in phase three of, like, doing new things and experimenting. And I think they did, like, found, find a good balance of, like, sticking with what works so that you can experience new stuff. The visuals in our suite. The acting is actually, like, super good. Um But, yeah, there's, like, a lot of things that, like, I really enjoyed about it. Just going back to, like, I, I felt like they knew what they were doing when they were making this movie. Like, I, I just, like, never felt Kaecilius. Mo- I thought I thought Kaecilius was stupid. Like, I just... I. The I came to bargain scene was always stupid to me, and like the second time watching it, like everything they were doing made was Like, oh, like this is really uh, planned out and like thoughtful, and everything's um, what's the word I'm searching for? Everything is uh, purposeful and like executed really, really well. It made me like it a lot more. So my my rating of it went up a lot. Like it, it like it's not groundbreaking in any way, but like I really really liked it. Yeah.
2: All right, that brings it around to the next segment. Pick your poison slash MCU ranking. So let's start off with our rankings here. Um, For overall, like the entire MCU, I have Doctor Strange clocked at number 14. Kind of just right in the middle there. Um, I think that's... I think that's pro. I don't know. I don't know where it's gonna end up, but I could. That seems reasonable to me. So, number fourteen for me, Harrison. Uh,
0: In the whole MCU, mine is at fifteen, so right beneath you. Uh, It's. I mean, it's kind of right in the middle. It feels kind of low. I want to move it up, but like at the same time, like, ooh, that means things have got to go down. Uh, so I'm kind of in. I'm not sure yet. I'm kind of in a limbo state where like I want to move it up because I really, really liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. But like again, it's not groundbreaking. (laughs) enough for me to love it to put it above some other things but we'll see that I, I can see some things above it that i know are going down so we'll see how it all shakes out
1: i've got my at number nine i'm kind of surprised by that you really like this, movie, don't you? this movie's just great the casting just really brings it home to me because i've i, I kind of grew up and I've, I've watched so many movies that i love that with these actors in it so it's just it's kind of a, a familiar movie if that makes sense it's at number nine. I'm not sure if it's going to move up and down or not. We'll have to see um, with these other movies <sighs> with the overall rankings. But um, Phase 3, the rankings. Now that I've actually did my rankings for Phase 3, <laughs> um, I put Dr. Strange at number five. He seems right in the middle. Was, you know, was five the, of 11. Five oh. of 11, so kind of the middle. Right above the middle. Mm-hmm. Above average.
2: Yeah, mine's at seven.
1: Mine is at nine, so, like,
0: really near the bottom.
1: What's below it?
0: Avengers Infinity War.
2: <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> oh, no love. Yeah, and
0: Captain Marvel, which oh, I know makes skeleton Boo, dude. <laughs> Bruh. But I know that's, like, that. Phase three, holy smokes,
1: that is seriously changing.
2: It's, it's hard because each movie in phase three is, it's like, top-tier movie. And we'll wow.
1: have to rank, like, the phases, too. yeah. Like, oh, phase one's better than phase three. So, oh, that, yeah. That that'd be, I didn't
0: think about that, but that'd be fun. But, yeah, like, I know my phase three arrangements definitely changing. Oh, okay. So, Captain Marvel's going to 15. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm just okay. kidding. All right. So, that is our rankings. Stay tuned, and who knows how long it'll take us for us to finish this, but we'll redo our rankings, which to is to always those. a way fun podcast episode. And if you guys, like, haven't listened to that episode... Go way back out. when. I think it was back in like, I don't know, October or something. Oh, forever ago. When we, we came out with these rankings. I think we have a po- an episode just for this. It is. Yeah, do. just for our rankings. And it's actually a lot of fun. We kind of argue out what goes where and why Harrison and Kate are so wrong with their <laughs> rankings. So True, that is bro. that. But bring it around to. I'm our, curious what that podcast is. Take your poison, dude.
0: Oh my gosh, that's like our fourth episode oh, no ever. Four. That is September is of 2019. Okay, this is episode number 36. 36. 36. 30, or 36 and 37 because it's two, you know, but yeah, like four. Hot
2: diggity day, dude. Oh my gosh, that was so long ago. old orange story, guys.
0: <laughs> if you know what that is, you really deserve that to win that Blu-ray because you are a true listener of the basement niche.
2: Heck yeah, guys. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Back to pick your poison for this week. <laughs> Sorry. I'm quoting a video I saw on Twitter the other day. It's this newscaster lady where, like, she says every word like it's a capital letter. And I was watching every the other day with word. Kate, and it's so freaking – it's, oh, like, two minutes long. And she's just <laughs> – She's, like – She doesn't <laughs>
0: crack for two minutes? No. no.
2: She, it's like she talks. Yeah, she's, like, a news lady, and she's just on she TV talking talks. about something that happened. And like everywhere, she's like, so next week, the burning building will be. Oh, my gosh. Okay. If we it, can find that. It will be a link. It'll
1: be a link. We'll try to make sure to link because, man, it's the whole two minutes. I'm not <laughs> it's kidding. It's
2: pretty That's funny. Crazy. Anyways. Rankings. Pick your poison. All right. All right I would. I'm so to establish, we have four, four different rankings. We have with our first, which is uh, Never Watch Again. That uh, bad. You just have no interest. Okay. Next is our. Renting no 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 streaming if it's on a streaming service like netflix or hulu and you don't have anything else to do It's like ah, oh, heck why not you don't have to pay any money just stream like You like
1: the movies on while you're doing dishes or
2: whatever Yeah, and then number three rent which is you actually spend money just to watch it one more time Don't really have in, any interest to watch it again after that well, You want to watch
1: like you really want to watch it, but it's like you don't got it. it's like dang it, all, I'm down to spend a couple bucks for it. Yeah
2: and then number four, which is obvious, are buy, so you could watch it as many times as you want. So my pick your poison for Doctor Strange, I feel like it would be a rent because I don't know. Watching it the second time, like I was actually looking forward to this podcast. I was like, oh heck yes, Doctor Strange. And that could be just because like I saw recent like not recently, but it seems more recent in my mind when I watched it. And so, I don't know. I Yeah, I would, I would say rent this movie. Maybe watch it one or two more times. Spend some money, so.
0: My ranking? Okay. Uh, before, if I, if like, going in this podcast before watching it, I probably would have been at somewhere between stream and rent. Closer stream. After watching it, bye. Like, mm-hmm. I'll get more into it in my fall in. I don't want to spoil that. But, like, uh, there's conversations that I've had about people who, like, are really impacted by this movie that like I have yet to have an impact. And so like I want to buy it to be able to find what they see in it, if that makes sense. But I never wanted to watch it again because of the idea in my mind that it was just a copy-paste of Iron Man and there was nothing that I liked about it. Watching it this time, like I realized how much of a good crafted movie it was. It makes it me enjoy watching it. So now I can actually go back and find the meaning that other people have. So it makes me want to buy it. Like, I'm finally willing to find what I've been wanting to find. Mm. enough to buy it where like this is one of the few MC movies I haven't bought that and Civil War I think are like the only ones I don't own and Hulk yeah and like That's this incredible. like Hulk and Civil War nope still not gonna buy but like this one I want to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it's fair. I,
1: I wanna I wanna buy it and I, I spoiled that in the very beginning I wanna buy it cause it's I wanna collect the Stranger Things movies and hopefully there's a third one but the second one coming out I feel like it's the Stranger Things Oh my gosh! Sorry, sorry. We have a bunch of trending things in my on my cabinet. I've been staring at this while I'm talking. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange number one, and you know, multiverse of madness. So these two movies, I want to collect these two because I feel like when I watch number two, I'm gonna appreciate number one more, to where it's gonna call back and you're gonna reference things and I'm gonna notice stuff. So I I'd say number I say it's gonna be the top for me. I'm gonna buy it for myself. Just. It's, I don't know if it's going to be just for the family, but it's more of I want to see and compare, not to deal with a streaming service. Yeah. So that's mine.
0: All right. Uh, next segment binge points. Okay. I don't have too many. I also think for the purpose of time, I like keeping this segment a little bit short because we can get totally derailed unless yeah. you guys are like, Binge point lords with this movie, but <laughs> I, I like the idea where we all have three and we just go in a circle. Do you want to start that as a new thing? Send it. Okay, I don't have any, so Kellen, you can start. <laughs>
2: um, we kind of speculated about this in the movie as we're watching it. So when Doctor Strange is driving to this thing he's going to in the beginning, before he oh, yeah. gets wrecked, um, he's on the phone with someone. He's talking about possible like surgeries that Doctor Strange could do, and this where you kind of see he's kind of a douchebag because he's. You know, obviously these are human lives we're talking about here, but it doesn't sound interesting enough for him to do it, or there's like no glory in performing this arguably life-saving or life-changing surgery. But, besides the point, the first person mentioned is about this guy who like wrecks his spine.
0: It says like a soldier who hurt like fracture. spinal fracture in an experimental armor.
2: Yeah, so we were, we were talking about whether it was... Um, Rhodey? roadie
0: or the person from iron man three that's in like the hammer tech suit yeah. and they're watching it like in court and it like twists in half and like folds over you know what i mean yeah
2: so we're like maybe is that like marvel hinting at like oh this could be like another
0: movie i think it's just kind of like something they threw in there like really smart like hey you can think about this yeah, yeah, i i personally like i personally think because my own like understanding of the doctor strange timeline in the mcu is that it's the guy from iron man three but like I can also see why I'd be roadie, yeah. yeah. But
2: that's my personal opinion. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing that we just talked. about. It's just like we don't really know if we'll ever like get an answer, but it's just fun to think about. So yeah,
1: we'll have to figure out. Um, because the other ones I mentioned that plays with this is when he goes to check, pick out his amazing watches out of his collection. He there's a point where he has a plaque where he earned it's like an award, and it says 2016. So my thought was like maybe it's 2016 or 2017 is the timeline of when this happens. So that could point down, narrow who that person is. If it is Rhodes or it is that, just the pilot in the experimental armor in Iron Man 3. When did, when
0: did, when uh, did, I'm thinking about Endgame here. When did uh, Avengers, like the first one come out? 2010?
1: 2012. 2012. 2012.
0: Oh, okay. That, that actually makes sense because in Endgame, slight spoilers for the name skill, you had like a minute. Uh, the Ancient One says, uh, you're about five years too early when Hulk comes to look for Doctor Strange. So that would make sense. If it was in like 2012-ish, five years from then would be about 2018. Oh. So it could be 2017 and then it takes him a while to get there. Eh, that's cool. That's
1: rough math. 2017, rough math. So, so
0: 16, 17. So maybe, so then it would be Rhodes. It
1: would anyway, be Rhodes. sorry. Dang. Dang it, I was wrong. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, we interrupted you. That was my reference. Is that that that, that then the year date? Okay. So
2: that was. I you got any other binge points? Uh oh, I got
1: one. I just got
0: one. No, I mean a lot of them have well, like there's references to like other movies, like Doctor Strange events. Doctor Doctor Strange events like later in the MCU I appreciate more because of this movie and I just don't want to share them case of spoilers so I I still don't I I like I really don't have any I I think a big part of it is because like I'll just say this because I don't have another time to say it like I wish I knew more of the Doctor Strange comics like what the heck is like I wish I understood the mirror dimension more I wish I understood the dark dimension more like like when it comes to comics Doctor Strange is like the character I know least about like the only That's true. the only interaction i have with dr strange in the comics i've read is in like the big crossover events where he's involved i've never read a dr strange comment yeah I, and so i think it makes it hard to, because it's just so unfamiliar to me
2: i agree if the if we had like another movie or like a prequel explaining more of just kind of the dr strange world it would definitely help i think
0: i think a big part of the binge points i said earlier like this is the least connected to the other mcu yeah, like. yeah. Sorry, sorry, I'm interrupting. Does anyone have any other pinch points? Uh, I
1: got Tony Stark's Tower. Oh, yeah. There's a cameo in that. So, And then Stan Lee's cameo. Cameos.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: That's about it for me. Now, we will go into our next segment, which is Least and Likes. The least favorite scene, favorite scene. Just two scenes. We'll go around the room each with our least favorite, and then we'll go to our favorite. Okay. My favorite. Um, what least favorite? really oh, least favorite. That's right. this favorite scene is when he crashes, dude. It's Ooh. he was on his phone. That's what made him crash. And he turned. He like turn, he, uh, he when he went to pass the car, he passed him too too quick, so he clipped himself on the car and that would wrecked him. It's like gosh, if he just looked up like a half second, he could avoid that. Cause
2: that was a gnarly freaking wreck, though, dude. That was
1: crazy wreck, crazy crazy wreck. So that I didn't like that. I feel like that should have been like another like a third party that had to do with him crashing but it, but the, the way he crashed plays into how his, how big of his ego how big his ego was so confident in himself and then like he made a mistake and ruined his life but I do not like it
0: My least favorite is the same thing because like one thing I dislike about this movie is like and I know this is not at all what they were trying to do, but it's kind of like, oh, if you text and drive, if you can get in a horrible crash, you can become the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, that's a horrible <laughs> message. Do not text and drive. Like, it's just, arrive alive. Please, don't text and drive. I don't like that scene. Also, because I've been, luckily, in very few car crashes that were never my fault. And, like, it's almost like PTSD, like, seeing a crash. Like, that, like, brings back this, like, fear and like, extreme anxiety I had in myself. So, for, like, it's really good filmmaking because it makes me feel the emotion I'm supposed to, but, like, I don't, I don't want to be reminded of that. <laughs> <laughs> my turn. Like,
1: 80
0: miles an hour. Oh, and The way he drives, it just, like, gives me anxiety. I'm like, slow
2: down, you're gonna kill someone. Oh, and He, like, passes these cars on, like, a canyon row, like, on the curb, so you have no idea if another car is, like, oh, coming. Yeah. That was, like, oh, my nuts. Disney and, like, driving. in the rain. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, don't
0: drive like that. Ugh. Don't text and drive people. And, anyway, like, <clears> tell them what you're <throat> least favorite.
2: Yeah, and like thinking about it, he's not testing driving. He's like analyzing this someone's spinal fracture or whatever. And like that's not minutes. that's not just like saying to your buddy, okay, I'll be there in five minutes. That's like, oh, like, where's this bullet? Can I like save Mall this person's life? The way too fast in the, the rain. In the dark. In <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's like kinda next level. Just, just don't drive. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> don't be done. Okay, my least favorite scene. Um, I wouldn't say it's a scene necessarily, but my least is, like, I I kind of don't like how Doctor Strange, from this point on, kind of becomes, like, perfect in a sense. As you think about what he does in Infinity War and in Endgame, he's just kind of, like, all-knowing, does nothing wrong, has no more problems. Like, personal problems, unlike the other superheroes in the MCU. Like, I swear, every movie, they all have, like, an identity crisis and some huge, like, moral conflict going on. And Dr. Strange is like, oh, yeah, I was kind of a douche, but now I figured things out, and that is that. Like, he kind of just turns into this...
1: This supreme, supreme sorcerer. Well, yeah, but
2: it's like, I don't know, it's just kind of annoying. And then he he was kind of like... You know what,
1: I just realized something. I just realized something. People, this is your problem. People... That like have a have a crisis, they go through something, and then they have to man up and just put on a face and go forward and just be that person for everybody. That annoys you.
2: Yeah, like two
1: examples: Captain Captain America and Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, it's like I don't know. It's this whole idea of like, well, from the get go, it was like, oh you're the golden child like you're the student who's obviously super gifted and you're gonna become like really good and everything like it it felt it might just because the movie was rushed but it felt like two days there and i was like oh the other master of this sanctuary died master strange is like wait hold up like how is he able to just like fight off like oh what's his name calcius cacelius
1: I mean he kind of fought him off but he had a lot of help
2: yeah obviously but it was like first week he's just like "Mm, kick butt yeah and so I was like wait what it just felt like it might have just been too much into that stereotype of like oh he's gifted and they kind of like light around him and he just rises through the ranks to become the number one homie and you're like wait hold up (laughs) so That,
0: that was actually kind of my binge point I love at the end how Mordo says like there are consequences, and I'm excited to see the consequences yeah, that, that that's come. To, like to fall in
2: and
0: not they them. are going to come, like especially in the multiverse of madness. And the little bit of Doctor Strange that I know from the comics, like he's usually pretty good at being—I don't want to say all-knowing, but all-knowing. Like, 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 like Infinity War, he sees all the situations, and that's like how he, yeah, he, he, how he makes—he bases off his decision off way more knowledge than anybody else, so makes his decisions. Smarter, top tier. Yeah, yeah, top. Yeah, good words. And so, like, but even in a top tier decision maker with all the abilities that he does have, like, there's still consequences that are going to come. And I think it will be really cool character to see someone who is upright and as top tiers. As Doctor Strange deal with consequences that still come because he's he's not perfect. I mean, he's he's pretty close, but like, I really like that part of the movie, and it, it made me excited for what's to come.
2: Okay, I, I am excited for that whole like. <laughs> But, like, In this movie, what if totally kind of race. thing, yeah. It's like, but, but strange. like, yeah, it's Doctor Strange. It, it just seems weird Is like, just his rise to the ranks. He's just this ignorant dude, and then all of a sudden, like... Because he still kind of, like, broke the rules to, like, become that gifted student. Like, he was, like, breaking rules all the time at, like, the place. Mm-hmm. So, it, I don't know, it just felt weird. I didn't like just how, like... I don't know. Just perfect he becomes and like he can do no wrong for like kind of just the rest of the MCU going forward. But that might change with that the movie. So that's my least favorite thing. So let's get into favorites.
1: Favorites. Okay. Okay. Um when the H one fights. The what? When the H one fights. So there's a point, it's it's not the beginning part, but it's in the it's in the end when she when they find out that she's using the Dark Dimensions powers, right? Oh when so. When they're in the mirror dimension, so Kaito does this like ground slam where like it's supposed to blow everybody back. And she like grabs it, catches well, it, and like, she like, like, absorbs, like it, absorbs it and, and throws it back. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that, was that was bad. That was bad. A, that was my favorite scene. Because it shows how freaking cool Agent One is. That's one of my favorite scenes because I want to know, like, how she became the Agent One. Yeah, how cool of a movie would that be? Yeah, and that's, that's just that's just the title, The Ancient One.
2: All right, Harrison, favorite scene?
1: Um, my favorite scene, I have a few.
0: Um, there's a bunch of... Um, I just said the same thing over and <laughs> repeating myself. Um, if I had to pick one, just off the top of my head right now, it would be... Um, Dr. Strange's conversation with Kaecilius when he's like... <laughs>
1: you know, like bound <laughs> up in the thing, you know? Yeah. I'm
0: sure everyone knew what I meant. So he was like, <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, like, I, I, there's a lot of scenes that I really, really liked, especially this time around, but that particular one. And, uh, like, it's really easy in a superhero movie to just say, like, oh, the villain's wrong. Like, just kind of, like, dismiss their thoughts, and I appreciate how, like, Doctor Strange considers what he's saying and, like, really thinks about it and uses his brain. Um, but there's, I mean, the, the Ancient One fighting is super cool. The conversation that the Ancient One and Doctor Strange have before she dies is cool. Uh, Doctor Strange... Fighting at the end is cool. The Dormammu scene is cool. There's a bunch. But yeah, sorry. We we got to wrap this up anyway. So
2: that's, that's yeah, so my whole stick. My favorite scene is the same as Kids. It's just ultra hype, it's just, dude. It's, it's cool. so cool. The it's a lot of fun. fun right? sweet too. Yeah, I mean, just like the whole idea of learning to fight with like changing dimensions and like reality and like objects so like cool. that. It's just, it's just fun to watch. So all right, what does that bring us to? Our next segment, which is The big one, guys. The big one. Say it with me. Fall, fall in. Wow, we're so (laughs) stupid. Fall in, baby. All right, guys. I mentioned this earlier. I really want to get into the whole perspective of Mordo. Like, I think personally, I could understand Mordo's reasoning because he's very black and white. These are natural laws. And this had to be a good sorcerer, and you don't bend those laws, and that's what makes us good. But when you break those, it's like, that's bad, you can't do that. And now, even though he respected the ancient one so much, to the curb, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like the ancient one is justified, because I don't think there's a black and white like that. Like, you have to look... Yes, she was breaking the rules, like the natural laws and whatever. But you have to look... I feel like you have to look at her reasoning behind it. It wasn't to destroy earth and give their dimension to dormammu but it was to protect the earth and their dimension from all the other like bad things that happens in other dimensions so i feel like in especially like nowadays there is no you can't like look at things in a black and white way that sometimes you do have to make decisions that kind of suck that are hard for you maybe hard for your friends or family but in the end if you do it with like the right reasons i think it's okay once you get into the morality, is she like, would you lie to save your family kind of thing?
0: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting conversation to have. And like, again, really big spoilers for Infinity War. If you haven't seen or don't know what happens with Doctor Strange, just like skip ahead for a few minutes or something. I don't know, or just have it spoiled. Doctor Strange does something very similar in Infinity War. He chooses to die and in turn let Thanos win and a bunch of other people die because it's the one way to win. Yeah, And b- both Doctor Strange and um the ancient one have the ability to see forward in time and understand things that we clearly do not and i think that the ancient one's motives was that no one else could replace her as a sorcerer supreme except for doctor strange you i mean you look she at knew that. yeah she saw that ahead she knew who he was before he even showed up she was waiting for him and
2: touched know, by the possibility of, like, one of his possibilities of his future like, doing so much good. Or yeah. Like,
0: and, like, she wasn't able to see past her death, but she was able to see to a point to trust in Doctor Strange. And I think her other disciples, I mean, look at Kaecilius, look at Mordo, even look at Wong. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Wong. He's the best. Like, we, should, we need more Wong. Yeah. Hashtag give us more Wong. But, <laughs> like, like, Wong, Wong I don't, 2020. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think that those people could be the Sorcerer Supreme. And so I think she understands this responsibility that is on her shoulders and it causes her to make a decision now is it a bad decision i don't know you're gonna gonna have to decide that yourself but for someone like mordor or mordo who's about keeping the natural law keeping things unchanged avoiding consequences i think it's hard to sometimes see the bigger
1: picture you know because you broke the law like he he deals he deals with absolutes it's a natural law or you're a bad person which you know is what siths do in absolutes but it, it's you could i understand you understand what more what mordo it's his name mordo i'm tempted to say mordor and it's not <laughs> mordo he he wants to do what's right but it's it's a twisted and it's very he's walking on a thin ice to where you gotta be super careful and if he doesn't take like one false in and it falls apart and then you just drop down to this deep, deep, dark place. And I know people that live in on, on that thin ice of like it's it's this or it's nothing or it's this or it's bad. And I've seen I've seen that that ice break on them, and I've seen them fall so low. And it's it's shocking to see that. And you know Mordo was such a good person. You know he's not a bad person. But it's it's this point where he has a such he has this, these standards of thin ice where because they broke. In, in such a way to where he is now it flipped him and now he's out to stop like it's him it's his his standards his his revelation against all 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 the infinite universe
0: yeah i think kind of taking what kate's saying and going like another avenue that i noticed this time with caecilius which made me like him a lot more everybody that, i mean that we hear the stories of that came to the ancient one came because of things that happened in their life that left them broken. Caecilius, everyone he loved died. It says that he lost everyone he loved. So he's broken by death. So he comes to the Ancient One hoping to overcome and, and be unbroken. And his and her inability to teach him immortality leads him to go to Dormammu for the purpose of eternal life. He wants to avoid what broke him, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We don't know too yeah. much about Mordo, but he came. I imagine there was something that he was unable to control some form of thing that wasn't balanced in his life that left him broken. And he came to the Ancient One to be unbroken. And when selfishly, when that thing that brought, that made him unbroken was no longer there, he realized how broken he was. And and I think it's a, Caecilius was acting self, selfishly, Mordo acts selfishly. And like Doctor Strange, and I also think the Ancient One, as far as we know, are like two of the only individuals that we're seeing who get to the point where they can choose to walk away or do something different because their selfish motives are no longer upheld by what they thought was accomplishing them. And instead of choosing to be selfish, they choose to do the selfless thing. And I think the ancient one, I don't think she was choosing eternal life for herself. I think she was choosing it for others. I think she she
1: saw people like they they come to them broken looking for, I don't want to be broken anymore rather than I want to do good. Like people come to them always broken. So... She saw Doctor Strange as someone who comes to comes broken but comes out on top as someone who Okay, I, I could have gone back to my life, could have come back, but I didn't. I I came and now I'm learning and now I'm here to stay. And so she stayed. I mean, who you know, who knows how long she was you know, around for her to find someone who was like that. Yeah. And maybe that's another reason like I can't just Leave the world to broken people. I need to find. I need to try to heal them. Let them see a bigger picture. And he, she, had, there's so many times in her. A lot of her dialogue is her warning everybody, warning yeah. people, warning, warning individuals. She
2: dropped like straight wisdom a lot of the time in the movie. I was like, dang. Oh, I just, insane. I don't know what it was, and it
0: maybe it's just because I was under what I finally understood about Caecilius and M- Mordo. But she said it's not about you, and like. Are you really, like, trying to analyze Mordo, like, his, his motives are still very, very selfish. Selfish. He came to her because something caused him to be broken. Her ability to follow the natural law and make things that were natural and to protect the natural law, which was his understanding of what she was doing, like, that allowed him to put himself back together. When that ice he was standing on fell, he fell apart again. And, was and he was well, back well. to his, his selfish motives, so he turned sadly, to a dark thing. And I think people do that every day. We we do things because we need something selfishly. I mean, if we're broken, it's a wonderful thing and a very worthwhile thing to pursue putting yourselves back together. But if you're standing on thin ice and it falls apart, you know, what do you do at that point? Because it's going to happen. And, and you can be like Kaecilius, you can be like Mordo, you can be like Doctor Strange and be a bigger person and choose to like, not just go back to what you originally wanted, but to choose, you are now part of something bigger than yourself, and to go and sacrifice everything that he wanted you know, to die over and over and over for a time loop. Like, I just think it's a really big opposition, and I I think that was one reason I never liked so I was like, who wants who wants to bring the dark realm or whatever it's yeah. called, like dark what's dimension. dark dimension? Like, what, who wants that? But like, he wants eternal life because that's what he thinks he needs to stay unbroken because he can't put himself back together. Like, yeah, he he, he was trying to put himself back together with, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example of something that's like glue but isn't. (laughs) He's trying to put himself
2: with something besides glue. (laughs) So, like, kind of taking it personal, not to get, like, too weird or anything, do you guys ever feel like you've been broken? Yeah. And, like, what has helped you to not necessarily be, like, fixed, but, like, I don't know, maybe start the path to be not broken? I don't know. You guys get what I'm saying?
1: I think you kind of always stay broken. Like, say there's a there's a specific way you always do something to achieve happiness, and that specific way, like it's like a road where you always take this road to get to to get to a place that you enjoy being at, and and now that road is that road is cut off. That road, you, you, that, car's you that car is broken. That that place is no longer there. Whatever it is, it's, it's a point where like you cannot get from here to there. Now, there's plenty of other roads you can take that leads you to a place that you can that you want to be at. And I think when you're when you become quote unquote broken, those feelings are just like okay now. I think that a moment you can consider it as a point where you become broken is a point where you don't know what to do next. And you're, you're, you're at a low place and you don't know what to do next. I feel like that's a point where you can consider that, that is a moment of being broken. And I think that, that never... Because you always remember that moment. So you find... Like for me, being able to you know, be with my wife. And the fact that she is my best friend. That helps me learn that only a part of me is broken. Not, not not my whole life. My whole life is broken. It's just a part of me, and that that part of me can be taken to learn other things. Because life is rules are made to be broken. Life is made to be your life is to break you, but or to bend you, but not break. What I'm trying to get at is that you you'll you'll have you'll have crappy times where you'll feel broken, but there is too much in this world for you to just focus on that one thing and just to end, just to give up.
0: Okay. I'm glad you asked this question, Kellen. I'm glad what Cade said because, like I said, there's individuals who I said who were really impacted by this movie that I was never able to understand. And I won't share who they are, my relationship to them, but if you're listening, you'll know who you are. This individual that I know is dealing with an addiction and how that addiction has destroyed their life. I wouldn't say destroyed but seriously broken their life and their ability to try and overcome that. And this individual that I know has a mentor, an older person who is guiding them along and helping them overcome this rough situation. Like wonderful thing to do. And this mentor came to this younger individual and said, "Let's watch Doctor Strange." And I was like, "What? <laughs> like of all movies, Doctor Strange?" And like I've really been trying to think about it and I've never rewatched it because I disliked it so much. And even this time I was trying to understand like what is it that this mentor thought this broken person could learn from this movie and like even watching it this time i didn't understand until you asked and this whole time when i've been talking about being broken or i guess we have i've imagined this pottery this vase whatever some, some piece of pottery something can break and fall into pieces and i think especially in my life and i'll compare it more to dr strange because we all know what we're talking about it's a little less personal too uh like dr strange he had himself made up that his vase was him. He, he was this piece of pottery, and a defining moment, a defining thing was that was his work as a doctor, and his his fame. And as soon as that piece was taken away, it was like the whole thing shattered down. That like, the the pottery as a whole could not stand without that missing piece. Like, not only was a piece missing, it had completely broken and fallen apart. And I think he gets to a point where he understands that, sure, a section is missing, but the whole thing doesn't fall apart because of it. The structure is still there. The person is still there. What The other things that allowed that piece to be there are still there. And so in my head, I kind of imagine it like you have this pottery. And instead of like a piece missing from it where there's a hole, I imagine it that like his work as a doctor was like a handle. And the handle fell off. The thing that allowed the handle to be there, the, the structure, the, the, the whole, like the major part of the person was still there. The handle had to be broken off for something, a much greater handle, him being the sorcerer supreme to be there. And I think that's a similar mentality I'm trying to reach to myself. That like this defining characteristic of myself is no longer there. And I feel really broken. And like I appreciate you asking this, Kelly, because it's something that's like actually right now I'm like really badly happening to me. I feel like I've lost a part of myself that has caused me as a whole to be incredibly broken. And like without that part that I thought was defining me. I can't be those other things and I think that I need to come to the realization that that part that's missing is great but it doesn't take apart from who I actually am there's just a different piece that I need to find and put there and like that other greater piece couldn't be put there while that other one still was if that makes sense and I think I need to stop viewing it as a hole in my piece of pottery but as a handle that's fallen off and I need to put a different handle you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Uh, that's just like the imagery that comes in my head but I finally understand why that mentor showed this individual this. Because I think especially with something like addiction, like it destroys really who you are and you think that again the pottery example, sorry if this is a bad example, but like you it can really feel like you've just fallen apart completely. Really really it's just a piece of you that is being replaced by something better. And I think that's something that like right now, like I I can say that in good words, but like I'm not quite to the point where I feel that. Mm -hmm. like I still feel broken and like I, I need to get to the point where I don't feel this way anymore, but it's definitely not something easy.
2: Yeah. You talking about that made me think of something I read about a couple years ago. There's this thing called the jadeite cabbage. It's a piece of art. Um, so those who don't know, so white jade, like it's considered like super, super like expensive. If it's like a piece that's completely white, like one hundred percent white, it's considered like a super nice piece, very rare. Is this like and if a rock there's, or like it's yeah, nice. it's like, kind of like a mineral. And if there's any green in it, it like has less value. And so this guy, he found a piece of jade, and he had a bunch of green in it. But he ended up carving a cabbage out of it. And the, if you guys could Google, it's called the jadeite cabbage. It's really really cool looking, and it's something awesome that you could take away from that. I read this in a talk, I think by Ronald e. Rasberry, Not to get all like preach on you guys. But it's really cool that I think the message is awesome is that people look at it as like, Oh, there's a green in this jadeite piece of stone or whatever. And therefore it's not as valuable, but this person used the green in the jadeite cabbage to like make it something beautiful. So it can be considered like broken or like a weakness or not as valuable could actually be used to like make something incredibly like amazing and beautiful. And so I, I forget how much this thing is worth now. I think it's worth a lot of money, but it's like super. Fa- it's like world famous. The Jedi Cabbage, just because it's a piece of white jade, but it has a little green in it. But it makes the cabbage just like look. It just it looks so authentic and real, and it's a beautiful piece of artwork. Like he carved this whole thing out of it. But I just think walking away from that. That's really awesome to think that sometimes we feel that we're broken, but in the end, I think. Obviously, we're never going to forget that feeling of being broken. We may have, like, scars, for lack of a better term, or just the memory or the lesson we took from that, but that doesn't mean that we, like, lose our value or we're not as good as a white jade that's pure or whatever, but that you can, in your own way, like, still be something valuable and important moving forward, remembering how it was to be broken or how you are feeling or how it feels to be broken in the moment or whatever it is, but that you can still, like, work at it, and like, still have value in the end, so.
0: I think a, another, like, side of the coin is like, and this is, goes back to what I'm saying, maybe it's just I'm being selfish and thinking about my own mm-hmm. thoughts, but like, I think it's identifying yourself by what you have and not what you don't have. Like, back to Doctor Strange, he couldn't do the sling ring because he was worried his hands couldn't do it. He kept blaming his hands. Yeah. He couldn't be a sorcerer, he couldn't be a doctor because he didn't have still accurate hands. It wasn't his like yes his hands were a necessarily tool in becoming a good doctor but it was his work ethic it was his knowledge his ability to study and learn and like work super hard I mean whether it comes down to like a photographic memory and a good memory like he got an MD and a PhD at the same time like there like that's brilliant. beyond just a good memory like that's hard work and discipline and like a work ethic and the ancient one helps him realize that it's it's not your hands that make you who you are your your hands aren't what's holding this piece of pottery together. It's you are and like all these things that your hands were just a part of. They were just something that was used to take advantage of who you are. And now that's taken away. We'll find something else that can take advantage of who you are to do good in the world. And, and I think it, it. And and to do that, we also have to accept the green. To go back to the J. Cabbage, we have to accept the green in ourselves as well. You, you got to accept what you have, what you. Instead of just focusing on what you've lost, but you've also have to accept maybe the negative, for lack of better words, that you've gained, and yeah. and how that is actually a positive It's It's a very like it's it's really nice to like sit down and have a conversation about this, but like
1: that is really hard. To, it like,
2: sucks sometimes to do like, that. Being like, in that moment, it's horrible.
1: Yeah. So it's. I wanted to say something. It was a small thing. So when you. So in. In life you can't lose something. It feels like you lost something, but it eventually gets replaced. You know. Like when I when I dislocated my shoulder, I lost my ability to be physically active. I lost that. I felt like I lost that, but I actually was replaced with a perspective and awareness of that I'm not invisible. I am I'm actually pretty fragile. Invincible. That's what I said. Invin- I meant to say invincible, not invisible. Invincible. Like, um, like I thought I was unstoppable, and that I was capable. I had a lot of confidence, but now it's more of the confidence is back because I have that. I have my ability with, to use my shoulder now, but it's more. It's I have added perspective that how what I'm capable of, and that there are more things to my life than just being physically active. It's having conversations, it's having relationships that are meaningful rather than just superficial and just for the spite of, the, you know, being in the moment. That life, you lose things in life and that's what it feels like. But in reality, they're being replaced by something that you don't know about yet.
0: That was a really good conversation. I'm glad you asked that, Kel, I, I, I really, really badly needed that. I've been in a pretty rough spot lately, I need that conversation. So thank you. Hopefully, you listeners also walked away from that. One of my favorite things, kind of to wrap up here and digress a little bit about the podcast, is like we can go from like laughing our heads off and like having a ton of fun and getting like hyped about how cool the ancient one looks when she fights and does like the worm and slams the bricks back, <laughs> like to like having like a super serious conversation about like things that are really yeah, in real life, but, but like hard, like, hard like, like
2: troubles that we have sometimes.
0: And like, I, I think for me, it's really positive because. It's really easy to have the conversations about the hype you get from the Ancient One slamming the bricks and stop there. And it's it's easy to not continue the conversation to get to the point where we are. So hopefully, listeners, this allows you to get to have a conversation with yourself that you've been maybe never getting to the point of. But thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks, thanks for asking me. a good question, Kelton. Thanks for responding in a way, Kate, okay, that got my mind working. I would not have come to the conclusions that I came to about myself today if it wasn't
1: for you too. So thanks.
2: Yeah, I I, I love those always when you have like those personal life. It kind
1: of just like, kind of clicks into place like a seatbelt. just like comes in, comes in and all all these pieces come together and just hit clicks. It feels good.
0: Yeah. Well, to like really shake up the mood in the room right now. Thanks everybody for listening <laughs> and for downloading podcasts, helping us reach a thousand downloads. Please share it with your friends. We, we, we have more goals. We have more things coming, but we can't do it without you. We need the podcast to grow so we can... We're doing this
1: with
0: you. Yeah, we're doing it together. So we want to reward you. Again, there's a giveaway. All the details are in the show notes, which you can go get at basementbinge.podbean.com or in the show notes of any podcasting app you're in, which is really simple. Take a survey, submit a review on iTunes or Podchaser, and send us a screenshot of that review in addition to a screenshot of you sharing our podcast somewhere on social media, and email that to BingeBasement at gmail.com. Again, linked all in the description, the show notes, I mean. Um, yeah, and then we forgot to say, the winner will be decided within two weeks when we get to my favorite MCU yes. movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. During that episode, we're going to announce the winner.
2: There, so so there is a deadline. Make sure you guys do it before then, two weeks. March 19th,
0: March 19th is a deadline. March 19th. Get them submitted by then, and uh, you'll have a chance to win. Again, two winners one in the United States, one internationally. You get a free movie. Enjoy it. Binge it. Talk about it. Have a good conversation with awesome. your friends. Anyway, thanks for downloading and listening. See you guys next week. Ciao, ciao. Peace out, dogs.